realized was if I was sitting with all this trauma around my business and what I wanted to do and not being able to take the next step in my head, um, then I was actually not benefiting the thousands of First Nations kids around the world that we want to work with. Welcome to SheEO.World podcast, where you'll meet women and non-binary folks who are transforming the world to be more equitable and sustainable. I'm your host, Vicki Saunders. Hey, Mick, how are you? Hi, good, thank you. Sorry, just before I, we go on, I forgot to acknowledge a beautiful artwork that's behind me. It's by Maggie Jean Douglas. Stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and I'm coming to you today from Treaty 13 in Canada. Uh, and uh, I can feel all of my, the generations of grandmothers uh, behind me. Uh, my mother passed in the second year of CEO and she gave me this unbelievable binder of all the incredible women who came before me uh, oh, and, nice. and said that you are here to create conditions uh, for women in this world uh, that your grandmothers weren't able to do. They had so much power, uh, but they weren't living in a time where they could actually share it in a way that the world needed to see. So um, this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about CEO is to, we're living in a world that's not designed by us or for us. Uh, and it's, we are so desperately needed, uh, the leadership, our fresh ideas, our dreams. Uh, so I'm super, super thrilled to be here with you today, Mick, to talk a little bit about your experience in this community. Cause I, just for those who don't know anything about me, uh, I have been an entrepreneur my whole life and spent most of my life thinking very, very differently with a very different vision for the kind of world I wanted to live in than the one I was living in. And uh, as an entrepreneur trying to put these ideas out into the world that were so different, I was constantly poked at for what, you know, that doesn't make sense. You can't do it that way. That's not how business is done. You should lead this way. Uh, and it took a long time for me to like break through and build my confidence to know that, uh, in fact, the way that everyone is teaching us to be is not serving anyone. Yeah, not I fully us. agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like to be in a place that is a little bit different than some other communities? Tell, tell us a little bit about your Shirio experience. So my Shirio experience started uh, actually with a big ass whooping from Julie Trell, <laughs> who had brought Shirio to Australia and was very, very insistent that uh, I become part of the community. So I actually started off as an activator. Um, I spent my last $1,200 that I had in the bank of my business on becoming an activator because I thought, well, this has got to be worth just putting my last money into because, you know, what else am I going to do with $1,200? And I felt really like I needed to invest it in other people's businesses and maybe I would learn a little bit along the way. Um, it was just me at the time in my company in digital. And um, the second year, uh, Julie, uh, again, asked me to apply as a venture. And I thought, no way, there's no way I could do that. I, I didn't feel ready. I It was just me. I didn't have a team of people. All I had was a piece of technology and um, some experience running it in community um, across Australia. But yeah, I was still in its infancy. I was very not confident in what I was doing and I was still actually working full-time as a park ranger. Um, so I did apply. I wasn't selected the first time and then um, I applied again the next year and was selected as a venture and I was really grateful to be in a community of women who were all going through a similar journey to me. And uh, for the first time, I kind of sat back and went, 
I'm not alone and all the things I'm doing is not wrong. (laughs) The way I'm feeling about running a business is not wrong Um, and I get to be in the driver's seat and I think that the building of my confidence um, was something I couldn't have done without CEO because, yeah, I just, I really needed confidence in what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, this is is really, but do we really, like when you're in the right environment? (laughs) You know, like, I think we, we keep thinking that we need to have confidence because we're living in a world that's like trying to take it out of us all the time, but let, let's go right into the, you've got some good stories, uh, from your work with MJ. Let's just kind of start there that you've grown from one to 10 people. Yes. (laughs) So tell us a bit about how she supported that. So as I mentioned before, I really didn't know what I was doing, Vicky. Um, I think that's particularly symptomatic of being a public servant as well because I never had to bring in money um, and I didn't know how to build a team of staff that would be there um, because I invited them to share in a big dream and vision that I'd held for so long. Um, so being able to work with MJ was incredible in like working out how do I make my first hire how do and then when Joe came on board um the first person I hired um we both met with MJ every um every fortnight and went through how do you set up a business how do you recruit people what I like some of the things that we were going through at the start too like we had a bit of a trauma in our company to start with and being able to have a mentor who was who's just so incredible as MJ um, to help us through all those things and just ground truth how we were thinking about it and give us other things to think about. Um, It was really fantastic to have MJ's support and help us build the team and get back on our feet. I think one of the things Mick and I were talking before uh, and one of the things she said is she wanted to have five weeks off over the holidays (laughs) at Christmas and like, yes. can I do that? Is that okay? That's what I want to do. And I'm just like, well, of course. Uh, I, and I, I get those texts too from entrepreneurs. I really need a break. Is it okay if I take a vacation? And I'm like, you're an entrepreneur. You pick this life. You can do whatever you want. But you know, if you're actually surrounded by some more traditional business advisors, they're like, you can't. You haven't hit your targets yet. You need to do X. Uh, and yes. so this is definitely a place where there's permission to take care of yourself. Yes, and, and our team and um, something different that we did as well and talking to MJ was we put our our first goal of the company was to support our team um, and she's like, oh, that's different. Um, but she gave us the, the advice and support around what we'd need to do that. So that's maintained a priority. Uh, we, we have that as a priority in our company as the team sort of come first and then um, being able to have the five-week leave at Christmas, we we talk through that with MJ and we gift this to our team every year now because it was so successful and just allowing everyone to have that five weeks where, like, I knew because the people we were working with were so driven and motivated and believed in what we were doing that they actually wouldn't shut off if we didn't shut the company. Um, so, yeah, we decided to shut the company. <laughs> You have a lot of that experience as well. I mean, it's really it's kind of like a forced break uh, yes. because this work never ends, right? That's for most right. of us. So yes. one other thing, and I know we don't have a lot of time here, but I there's a couple more things I want to get to. One is uh, I can't imagine what it feels like as an entrepreneur to like, you have an idea, you have a vision, it feels really sensible to you. And this is something that really makes sense. And then you go out in the world and you get lots of feedback that maybe that's kind of crazy or what are you doing? And at CEO, the first entry point in is like dozens and dozens of women's vote for you. 
and validate you and say, this is incredible. How can I help? What does that feel like? It feels overwhelming at first. And I, <laughs> I think, I think I'm not alone in that feeling where you've, you've knocked on the doors till your knuckles have bled and not gotten much traction. And then to have hundreds of women turn around and say, actually, this has got legs and we're investing in you and we're helping you as well. Like the investment is great, but the help is worth like 10 times the, the financial support that Geo provides ventures. Like, yeah, we couldn't, I mean, it's, I always say it's not kind of help you can buy. <laughs> like, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And just having such an easy way to, to, to network with other women who can support you and also who you can support. And I think that's something that I'm really excited now, having run the gauntlet and waded through the middle molasses of trying to set something up. Um, I'm really excited to be able to share our experience with other people now. And, you know, it, it might not be valid or it might, but if we can help a little then we or a lot, we'd love to do that. That's so great. Okay. So last thing I want to go to, uh, and this, this is a really hard thing that we work on all the time, uh, which is asking for help. Uh, and you know, lots of us, you know, are like, Oh, she's too busy. I know she said she wanted to help, but I don't know if she really meant it. Can you talk a little bit about building your ask muscle? And was that hard? <laughs> and about building the ask muscle. I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to find this really terrifying. Um, the first time that I asked people through the network I was like knocked over with support and um, and then the next time I got a little bit more courage and a little bit more courage to to keep on asking and now it's like anything that I go to any meeting that I'm going to I'm flexing that ask muscle because what I realized was if I was sitting with all this trauma around my business and what I wanted to do and not being able to take the next step in my head, um, then I was actually not benefiting the thousands of First Nations kids around the world that we want to work with. So having that confidence to ask and then see the response um, from the CEO community was phenomenal. And that really gave me the confidence to be able to step forward and ask and not just and stop dealing with all the stuff that was going on in my head. Like I was having really poor sleep and um, yeah, mental health challenges because I couldn't work out how to do things because I hadn't done them before. And I know asking for help seems so obvious, but it's something I don't, I don't know if it was my upbringing or like the community I grew up with, but it, you know, I felt like shame to ask for, for help. Um, whereas this community has really turned that around for me. So I'm really yeah. grateful for having that skill now. Oh, thank you. There's a lot of deconditioning here. Uh, and so for those who don't know this, we, we do this regular process of asking for support from one another and giving what we can. Uh, and it really, it is an unwinding of the scarcity, isolation, have to do it all by yourself, uh, taking us to this place where it really feeds our soul to help one another. This is the whole yes. point of the human condition. In 30 seconds, because this is the last thing, and we just, I just saw there's a question in here. How developed was your business when it applied to be included? Uh, and this just came in from, oh, everything just jumped forward. Catherine has asked this question. How developed was your business when you came in? Uh, well, so it was really developed in my head. <laughs> Actually, now I look back, I'm like, oh, God, no, we were, we were very underdeveloped in all the key areas, like 
um, you know, HR, no idea about that, uh, no idea about raising funds or capital or support. Um, it was myself and Joe had just joined um, as we went to the CEO Summit. So it was two of us trying to work out how we work together. I mean, I didn't even have a job description for her. I'm like, please just come and work with me. I don't know what you're going to do, but it'll be great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so very underdeveloped, I'd have to say. Yeah. Okay, great. But I do like your answer because I feel the same way. I have a very <laughs> developed concept. It's just not written down anywhere. Yes. Uh, I've got it. Well, thank you very much, Mick. It was wonderful talking to Thanks. you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the CEO.world podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at CEO.world.